This is Tailgate Till May, part of the Believe Podcast Network. If you love college sports and you like to put a little action on the games, then this is the place for you because I'm your host, Stephen Gorgie, and I love both of those things too. I'm excited to be back for another episode, and this is a special episode. This is our first college hoops preview episode of the season. It's football season, basketball season's right around the corner, and this podcast was built to talk about both, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So before we get into it today, just a reminder, you can find me on social media, Twitter or X, Instagram, TikTok, all at the same handle, at Gorgon Sports. I'd love to hear from you there because I want you to be a part of the show, and that's the best way for you to get involved. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want to hear about. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me about your bad beats, your big wins. Hit me up on social media. Of course, tell me what I got right and tell me what I got wrong. So the way we're going to do these college basketball season previews, we are going to go conference by conference, and they're going to be kind of micro episodes maybe 15, 20 minutes, or we just hit on a few quick things within each conference as we get ready for the college hoop season to tip off in November. Uh, so we'll talk about a couple you know, key questions to understanding the league, and then I'll leave you with some thoughts on how to bet this league, how I'm betting a particular league, uh, leave you with a best bet bet so today we're gonna start with the big 10 this is the conference that i watch on a night-to-night basis being a terps fan this is the conference that i think is a ton of fun it's a league that's deep almost every year they have great home courts in the big 10 every night's kind of a grind in this league and it's not always the prettiest basketball but i think you put all those things together with the home courts the parity throughout the league the depth of the league there's not a lot of off nights i know it's cliche but there is not a lot of off nights in the, in this league and i think it makes it a really fun league to watch in a night in night out basis and we're going to start there so one we're going to start off with our one in one segment that's a uh, couple questions to understanding this league and my first question in the one-on-one is this the year that the league finally breaks its 23-year national championship drought the Michigan State Spartans are the last team to have won a, a national championship while representing the Big Ten that was in the year 2000 Maryland won the 2002 national championship but they were a member of the ACC at the time so depending however you want to count it it's a either 23 or 21 year national championship drought for the Big Ten and the answer to the question is I don't know if somebody wins it but you know what I think this year the Big Ten has two teams that can go out and win the national championship. I think Purdue and Michigan State are both top five teams in the country this year. Could easily see see them ending up in Phoenix, and I could see one of them cutting down the nets and winning it all. So let's start with Purdue, the team that won the regular season title last year, the team that won the conference tournament last year, the team that was a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and of course got upset in the first round by number 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson in a stunning upset and one that really left Purdue fans frustrated, scratching their heads and just waiting, waiting, waiting until this season could tip off again. 
But the thing for Purdue is despite all of that disappointment in the NCAA tournament, they had a fantastic season. They won the Big Ten by three games a season ago. They had the most dominant player in the country in Zach Eady, who is back again. He's going to return. He's going to defend his National Player of the Year crown. And they had a couple young guards in Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith, freshman guards who came in and played really well and are now coming back a year older, a year stronger, a year wiser Purdue returns everything that they did well last year everything good about Purdue last year is back again and that starts and ends really with Zach Eady I can't overstate how good Zach Eady was last year that season by Zach Eady was one of the most dominant I have ever seen in any sport college basketball for sure college football the NBA NHL National Football League. Wow, I really went NFL announcer mode there, calling it the National Football League. But my point being, Zach Eady was an absolute beast last season. And this is a guy when he came into college and you first saw him at seven foot four, you're like, okay, this is kind of a novelty. He'll give you a few good minutes, but is he ever going to really be able to put it all together? And wow, did he put it all together last season? He played big minutes. He put up big numbers and he was clearly the best player in the country. And from everything you hear about Zach Eady, everything you read, everything you, you watch, he is a super hardworking guy. And that improvement that took him from where he was when he came in as a freshman to becoming the most dominant player in all of college basketball I I don't think you're going to see any let up there and I think there's a good chance that he continues to improve that he did improve uh, over the course of last offseason and he comes back even better but even if he didn't even if he stayed exactly as he was he was the best player in college basketball last season and he's coming back for another year Then you have those guards that I mentioned, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, and they came in and they were really good to start the season, but they seemed like they wore down a little bit. And that's not uncommon for freshmen to wear down a bit. And now they're back a year older, a year more experienced and any, and with an off season under their belt. So I think you can expect them to be better when they, than they were a year ago. And then they also add some additional pieces for this season. So Miles Colvin, a freshman from Indianapolis comes in at the guard spot. And I think he will be able to add some much needed athleticism to this team. And then you also have Purdue adding a transfer in Lance Jones, a guard who played at Southern Illinois. He'd been there a couple years. He's in his, he's going to be in his fifth year this season as a member of the Purdue Boilermakers. And I think it adds some nice experience. And I think it takes a little of the pressure off Fletcher lawyer and Braden Smith to not have to carry that whole load at the guard spot. So I think the addition of Lance Jones, just to, as an experienced guy who can take some of the pressure off as a ball handler. And then the addition of Miles Colvin, who I haven't seen play myself, but from what I hear from people who know basketball really well, for people who uh, are in tune with that 
high school basketball AAU scene, Miles Colvin is a super athletic guard at 6'5", and he should add some much-needed athleticism to this team. So I think this Purdue team is only better than it was a year ago, and I think they have that added motivation of saying, hey, we got upset in the first round by a 16 seed. They've had to live with that embarrassment all offseason long. It's been something that's eating at them. I talked about, you know, Edie's work ethic and the way he transformed himself as a player. I think that's the kind of guy you want leading your team after a loss like that. If your goal was to go and win a national championship. So I think this Purdue team got better. I think this Purdue team was a final four caliber team a year ago, as proven by the fact that they won the big 10 by three games, that they won the conference tournament, that they won all those big early season games against Duke and Gonzaga and teams like that. Those were all big wins. They beat Marquette. Marquette's a team that everybody loves this season, uh, myself included. They beat Marquette early in the season. This was a really good team last year, and I don't want everybody, I don't want you to be, I don't want that loss to Fairleigh Dickinson to blind you from what this team accomplished during the regular season last year. Now, that's not to say this team didn't have its flaws. In its losses, they really struggled with turnovers. And again, it's those young guards struggling with the press. The press really hurt them at times. And even in that Big Ten championship game against Penn State, Penn State got in back into that game by pressuring those guards. And it was something that, that really was a problem for them. In uh, four of their six losses last season, Purdue turned the ball over on 20% or more of possessions. That was one of the things that really hurt hurt them when they lost the other thing was not being able to hit outside shots when they lost you know as good and dominant as Edie was he can't do it all completely by himself so I think being able to knock down outside shots is something they need to do this year and being able to find ways to score when it's not Zach Edie outside of Zach Edie is going to be important for them and I think that's important in adding a guy like a Miles Colvin who has some added athleticism. Uh, I think that's why it's so important that Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith are a year older, a year more experienced. Braden Smith was a guy that shot that almost 38% from three last year, and I think he can only continue to get better. So I really like this Purdue team. I thought they were good enough to go to a Final Four and win a national championship last year. I know the end of their season was unfortunate, but I think they are have only gotten better than they were a year ago. And I think Zach Eady is exactly the kind of player you would like leading a team coming off a result like that. So I definitely see Purdue as a team that can go out, get to Phoenix, and win a national championship. As far as Michigan State goes, I truly do think they're a top five team this year. They were not the dominant team last regular season that Purdue was. They were, they were not. They were very much in the middle of the pack, or middle of the pack is the wrong word, but there was like eight teams that were all bunched together in the Big Ten. And Michigan State was just one of those teams, along with Indiana, Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois, Iowa, Penn State, even Michigan and Rutgers, uh, two teams that didn't make the tournament, they were kind of right there when you look at the Big Ten standings and how they performed in Big Ten play. 
all of those teams were really bunched together and Michigan State during the regular season was just one of those teams. But Michigan State did what no other team in the Big Ten could do. They went to a Sweet 16 last season and uh, they very nearly went to an Elite Eight. They lost to Kansas State in that great Sweet 16 game in Madison Square Garden where Marquise Noel put on a show. But Michigan State does what Michigan State does, which is perform in the tournament. So this Michigan State team, it's it's a little bit of a different scenario than Purdue, where they weren't dominant in the regular season, but really came on strong and finished the season strong uh, when it mattered most in the NCAA tournament, like Tom Izzo teams typically do. And this year, they bring back most of the major pieces from that team, really starting with their three-headed monster at guard, where you have uh, Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, and and uh, Jaden Akins as the three guys that really drove that team last year. And what they started to do really well, I thought, in the tournament, this was a very good three-point shooting team all season long, but I thought in the tournament, in those games, those wins over USC and Marquette in the first two rounds, I thought they, especially Tyson Walker, got to the rim really well. This wasn't a team, despite being a really good three-point shooting team, uh, 39% three-point shooting team throughout the year, that overly relied on the three but in a lot of their losses when they went cold from three and they weren't getting to the rim they lost and Tyson Walker in the NCAA tournament did a great job of getting to the rim and they bring back those three guys they bring back that three-headed monster that's really the the key to why they're thought of so highly coming into the season why I think so highly of them because you know you can always count on guard play guard play is what matters the most in the NCAA tournament and when you have those three guys you really have something special there but they also bring in a very impressive recruiting class they bring in a lot of highly touted guys and I feel like the thing that's so nice for this Michigan State team and what makes their ceiling so high is that they don't have to rely on these guys right away. Xavier Booker, 6'10 center out of Indianapolis, the number 11 player in the country. He comes in as a center, but they still have Madi Sissoko, who is a very solid player in the Big Ten. He's not Zach Eady. He's not Trace Jackson Davis, but he is a solid guy who you can rely on. So you don't have to ask too much from Xavier Booker right away. You can give him a chance to develop. You have Jeremy Fears, a point guard uh, coming into Michigan State. He's a top 50 guy in the country you have Cohen Carr a super athletic uh a super athletic wing coming in six seven wing another top 50 guy but you don't have to play those guys right away you don't have to ask too much from them right away because you do have Tyson Walker you do have a Malik Hall at the wing you do have Mati Sissoko at center these are all guys that you can rely on and I think that's what's so nice about this Michigan State team is they have all these guys coming back but they also add these pieces in Booker, Fears, and Carr who can be X-factors and really put them over the top, but they have this chance to develop. So that's why I like Michigan State so much this year. That's why I think they're a top-five team. I think what they have to do better is they have to defend a little bit better. I just think back to that Iowa game, that game that they blew uh, in Iowa City in late February where they gave up 112 points to Iowa. This was not... This is not your older brother's 
Michigan State team where it's just locked down defensively. No, they, they struggled sometimes defensively. And then the thing I already mentioned is getting to the rim. They need to make sure they are getting to the rim. Tyson Walker is getting to the rim. And uh, I think those are kind of the two keys for this Michigan State team this year. If those freshmen can develop, if those freshmen can give them the added bonus, I think this is a very legitimate top five team that can go to Phoenix and can cut down the nets, win a national championship. My second question is after Michigan State and Purdue, who is at the top of that rest of the pack? Because last year, 11 of the 14 teams in the Big Ten were ranked at some point over the course of the season. There was that huge cluster of teams that I just ran through that were all bunched together. They were all between 12 and 8 and 10 and 10. Uh, Nine of the 14 Big Ten teams had a conference record of between 12 and 8 and 10 and 10. These teams were all bunched together. And then you had Wisconsin and Nebraska just below them at 9 and 11, both 9 and 11. This was a very tightly packed conference last year. And there were times when it's like, you can't really differentiate the second best team from the seventh best team. Uh, So the question is, is there somebody that can really differentiate themselves from the rest of that pack? I think there's a couple options here. I think Illinois certainly with Terrence Shannon outside of Zach Eady, Terrence Shannon might be the best player in this league. Uh, I think you can look at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a team that missed the NCAA tournament last year, but brings a ton back. And that's the kind of team I used to kind of make fun of back in the day where it's like they missed the NCAA tournament, but they bring back nine of their 10 leading scorers. And I'm like, okay, roll my eyes and say, so you brought back nine guys who couldn't make the tournament last year, and now you expect them to be a top 25 team. But I think in this day and age of college basketball, where so much change occurs year over year, there's something to be said for that consistency. That Wisconsin team was not very good offensively last year, not just from a raw numbers perspective, but from an efficiency perspective. They were ranked 140th. They were the 140th most efficient offense per Ken Palm, not good enough offensively. Defensively, they were very good, but they're going to need a lot more from Chucky Hepburn to try to differentiate themselves. A guy I love on this team, though, Connor Asijan. He was a freshman last year, and he was a guy every time I watched Wisconsin, when I watched them play Maryland, I was scared of him when he had the ball. He is a very good player who, as a freshman, had a fantastic year, uh, and I expect him just to get better and better. So, this Wisconsin team is one to watch out for, but I truly do believe. Regardless of my affiliation, regardless where I went to school, regardless the team that I root for, the regardless of who I go to see most often, uh, I think it is the Maryland Terrapins. I think Maryland is uh, the team that is closer to these top two than anybody else in this conference. And I don't think that Maryland is there. I don't think Maryland is is a top five or even ten team. I think Maryland is probably a team that should be a top 20-ish team this year. It's a team that I think will be fighting or should be. My expectation is that they should be fighting for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, a protected seed. And if not a top four seed, they should be around a five seed. So a top 20 team in the country, because I think if it's pretty clear, Michigan State has the best guards in the the conference. 
and Purdue has the best big man in the conference, but I think Maryland has the best inside-outside combination of any team in this conference. So Maryland brings back their point guard, Jameer Young. He was a guy who transferred in from Charlotte a season ago, and he had a fantastic year for the Terps. He was a huge part of the reason why Maryland made the NCAA tournament in Kevin Willard's first year. They were able to win an NCAA tournament game against West Virginia, and in large part, that was because of Jameer Young. Jameer Young did it all last season for Maryland, and it seemed like he kind of wore down a little bit towards the end of last season. The big, the, the Big Ten schedule is an absolute physical grind, and he is not the biggest guy to be playing in the Big Ten. Uh, but he did it all for Maryland last year, and I thought he was uh, one of the best players in the conference a season ago. The Athletic and the Columbus Dispatch did a unofficial official big 10 preseason media poll maryland finished third in that poll and jameer young was only behind zach Eady in terms of the number of first team all big 10 votes uh, jameer young and terrence shannon both tied with 55 first place or 55 votes for Big Ten all first team just behind Zach Eady, who was a unanimous selection with uh with 56 first team all Big Ten votes. So I think Jameer Young is one of the best players in the league. And then I think Julian Reese, Maryland's big man, I thought he came a long way a season ago and really, really improved a ton in his uh, sophomore season with the Terps. And this is a guy who came in as a freshman. Mark Turgeon was the coach. Mark Turgeon was no longer the coach, decided to leave the program in December of his freshman year. So that was the freshman year that Julian Reese had. And then he uh, has a new coach come in when Kevin Willard decides to stay at Maryland still, even with the new coaching staff, and really developed a ton uh, over the course of his sophomore season. And it was really impressive watching him go head-to-head with some of these big-time big men in the Big Ten, whether it was Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis, or Hunter Dickinson, he seemed to show up and play his best when he was playing the best. So I think the the combination of those two present a really unique challenge where I think that's the best inside-outside combo in the whole Big Ten right there. The key for Julian Reese this season is staying out of foul trouble that was something he really struggled with in Maryland's NCAA tournament loss against Alabama he picked up some fouls early he ended up only playing 21 minutes in that game and that really hurt the Terps that was a game that they were in in the first half they played Alabama really tough in that first half but not having Julian Reese hurt them Maryland brings in some pretty big time uh freshmen in their freshman class that I'm really excited about. And a lot of people are really excited about in Deshaun Harris. Smith is one of the really highly touted guards wings coming into this league, a super athletic guy who uh, I think is going to really help Maryland right away this season And then another guy, Jamie Kaiser, is a freshman who's coming in. He's another guy. He's a 6'6 wing that people are really excited about around Maryland. So I think this Terps team has a chance to be really good this season, be a top 20, top 25 type of team, 
fight for that top four protected seed. For Maryland, they need to find a way to take some of that pressure off of Jameer Young and make some outside shots. That was something they did not do very well last year, and that's something that absolutely needs to improve for them this year. But if I had to pick one team to kind of separate themselves from the rest of the pack in the in the Big Ten, it would be Maryland. I think Maryland, to me, is that clear number three team in the league. So I'm going to leave you with one bet here. And if I had to make one bet in this league, uh, and college basketball futures betting is not quite like college football. We don't have all these win totals. We don't have as many exotic things out there. We really just have national championship winners and conference winners, regular season conference winners. So for me, the one bet I would make, and you can get this these odds at Caesar Sportsbook, is Purdue plus 220 to win the league. I think that is tremendous value on Purdue right there. They won the league by full three full games last season, and I expect them to go out and win the league again this year. They beat Michigan State twice last year. They only play once this year, and they play that game in West Lafayette towards the end of the season. The reason I really like this Purdue team is because they were so dominant last year. Zach Eady was so dominant last year, and he comes back, and he doesn't have to face the kind of big men that he did a season ago. There's no Trace Jackson Davis in this league anymore. There's no Hunter Dickinson in this league anymore. That's a huge benefit for Zach Eady. Last year was kind of the year of the big in college basketball, certainly the year of the big in the Big Ten. Well, a lot of those guys are gone. Zach Eady's still here. And to me, that's what puts Zach Eady and Purdue over the top, uh, over the top of Michigan State here. Yeah, it's a college basketball is a guards game, especially in the NCAA tournament. But the Big Ten is a big man's league. It's a physical league. And I think Purdue is built for that grind of the Big Ten season behind Zach Eady. I expect those freshman guards to get better who are now those they're now sophomore guards. I expect Purdue to be more athletic than they were a season ago. And I expect Purdue to come out with a chip on their shoulder behind the reigning national player of the year who I think is still the best player in college basketball. So give me Purdue plus 220 to go out and win the Big Ten. That's our show for today. That's your first college basketball preview. I'll be coming back with more of these over the next month as we get ready for college basketball season. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for the season to get started. And I can't wait till we have both football and basketball going at the same time. Until next time, keep the grill hot and the cooler cold. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 